Hey everyone, this episode we're talking about Universal's best kept secret, Universal Express Passes. I'm joking, it's not a secret. Uh, some other nonsense about metal detectors and what happens whenever good rides go wrong. From the Bob Varley studio, this is the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. <laughs> This is episode 30 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, welcome to yet another episode of the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. I am your host, Craig Williams, and joined, as always, on my right by uh, Rhino Clavin. Hello. Uh, and then on my other side, JL Nop. Hey, everyone. And uh, I'm back on the controls, uh, mixing the sound and doing his thing on the video if you're watching live and if you're watching on YouTube. Producer Dustin West. Just trying not to mess up. Not, uh, not so successful so far. Hey, Thanks, listen. Craig. Back to you. Then again, during my intro, I also just completely had a, a, a stroke or a something because... I thought I you were making a joke. No, I wasn't. And then I tried to figure out really quickly how I could turn it into a joke. Uh, so no, that I'm happened. Oh, yeah, man. I mean it's we're we're still recovering from our uh, our very long trip out in California that we had uh, this past week, which is why we came to you pre-recorded in every way, shape, and form last week. Uh, but the recovery process has been very very difficult, so please bear with us this week. It's uh, we're going to bring some valuable information, I believe, to the table, but. Uh, if we don't, then you can just blame it on jet lag and all that good stuff. We are. We're blaming it on that. Yeah. We'll just Guys, we're starting out with a real on a real high <laughs> note here. <laughs> you know what? We are. So that way we can only go down from here. <laughs> okay. And that's fine. But uh, yeah, we were out in California for uh, everyone who didn't realize. And uh, mostly to cover uh, Disneyland Resort hotels and uh, the parks. But then again, our team also had the opportunity to go over to Universal Studios Hollywood for a day. And uh, whoopee, Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, it was a very eventful day. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't want to give away too many details on it just because we're going to be doing probably a couple segments on Hollywood and everything. One one very important one that will get announced soon. But uh in general, we we did a lot out there and we learned a lot and it was it was an exciting time from a girl jumping off our studio tram toward oh, a pee God. on the <laughs> set of Whoville to uh Don't spoil it. I know. Well, you I didn't just I didn't we didn't video that, that one. story without build up or anything. Well, it was already posted on Twitter and it's, it's not like we we're saving that until Did you put it on May Twitter? whenever Oh, I tweeted it I as soon as we got I, off. I put it out on Twitter too. I mean you can't just leave that news in the open. And then the best part is someone tweeted right back at us. They were on the same tram as us, just a couple rows behind oh, us. Oh, that's hilarious. So apparently we made a name for ourselves. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it was a really exciting time. Uh, it was really great getting to show uh, Rhino and JL the uh the west side of everything and 
see Loved an update it. on their Springfield and their uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter that's going over there, which uh, it, it looks pretty incredible. Promising, yeah. Yeah, they're uh, really stepping up their game out there, which is which is great because then we can come back here and Universal Orlando can step up their game too, hopefully, and make things a little more exciting here because uh, you know Kong's not exciting enough in a new hotel and <laughs> all that water park and whatever. water parks yeah. Yeah, it's just not not quite no biggie great <laughs> uh, but after that really long intro to housekeeping let's get into our uh, housekeeping and corrections missions questions all that jazz so like I say every week and beat it into your heads like our videos on YouTube comment uh, subscribe to us on iTunes if you don't yet. Review us on iTunes. Find us on Stitcher if that's your jazz. Uh, you know, just get at us on every way, shape, and form. We love uh, we love seeing your comments, hearing your feedback, especially Rhino. He even still takes the time to answer I, to you. I uh, do. People noticed my sticker on my laptop. I was flattered. Your lap? laptop. Not a lab. Uh, well, yeah. there was an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch where the aunt got a lab top. So I think that's where my brain has been rewired to say laptop. I'm sorry. That was, <laughs> that was a sad admission <laughs> to my youth. Keep living in the 90s, Rhino. Just forever. Do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, we also have social media, the Diz Universal on, uh, on Twitter, Facebook. Find the Diz Unplugged on Twitter and Facebook as well. And... You know, we're always posting stuff on all all those media channels. So if you're not following us or liking us on them, then you're really missing out and shame on you. And Craig, where would be one convenient place where you could find all of those links? Oh, maybe uh, our show notes page at disunplug.com. Yes, that's right. Just go to www.disunplug.com <laughs> and you'll find our show notes. Just look for the uh, the blue universal icon and that's where it'll take you to all the information from the universal show that you'll find in this episode and every other episode. And hey, if you want to even leave us an email or a, a voicemail, you can do that at disunplugged.com slash contact us and then you'll be able to leave your voicemails that we still haven't gotten any yet and i'm blaming all of you out there yeah what the heck yeah. and there's no us at the end of that it's just slash contact oh, my bad it's uh retracted from this <laughs> statement and yeah. now i need Strike to go that. throw up after your weird little speech you did about the show notes page i did i mean it was very inspired <laughs> to say the least but yeah go go to disunplug.com slash contact we also have a a new email specifically just for the universal podcast uh that right now i'm a, i'm the only person who can see those emails that are coming in but it is uopodcast at disunplug.com so that way whenever you send us emails it's only going to me instead of getting blown out to john and kevin and pete and dustin and they're like i don't care about this it's universal related i don't well dustin would care a little bit a little bit a little bit not too much uh so yeah this unplug.com <laughs> that's where you'll find all the cool information you need um and especially for the other shows like the disneyland show the the uh disney world show and that trip that so, trip yeah it's a trip he always sends so trip. much love my way for that it's so. just i get so excited about the first two shows that whenever i get to the last one it's just hard to continue my enthusiasm <laughs> all in one breath it's hard i know it is very hard and i'm like breathing really heavy today if you can't tell from my voice but uh with that i'm gonna go into a couple questions from twitter our twitter was 
slightly active this week. I don't want to overstate it. It wasn't extremely active. It was slightly active. Mm. Uh, the first question came from uh, Kelly Potter. Uh, I don't have your Twitter handle, but that was your name on there. And you asked, is Universal as stroller friendly as Disney? JL, did you ever go in Universal while your kids were still in strollers? No, I didn't. Um, but as a person who has been in both parks, I will say there is less of a presence of strollers in Universal than there is in Disney. Most likely because a lot of the rides in Universal are a bit more um, intense. So people with little stroller age children tend to go to Disney. Um, are they as friendly? I would say yes, of course. Um, they may not, they don't have quite a system in place like Disney does with stroller parking areas that I'm aware of, um, but that might be because they just don't have as as many um, strollers around that they have to manage. But I have been in the parks with friends, with children in strollers, even at Universal, and everyone manages just fine. Yeah, I, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I absolutely think that it is just as stroller friendly as Disney. And then even on your point of how it's managed with store parking areas, uh, I, I would absolutely say that Universal doesn't quite have the same uh, procedures down as Disney does when it comes to strollers because, A, they don't expect it a lot of the times. I mean, in some areas like Harry Potter, obviously, a lot of kids are going back mm -hmm. there. Young kids are going back there. And... Uh, you'll just see strollers thrown about left and right because they don't have those extra staff positions like Disney does where you just right, have someone... you just manage strollers all day strollers. long. There are places to park your strollers. Um, like I said, I've been in the parks with friends who have kids with strollers and we do park the stroller in a parking space. But it's just, there's just not as many of yeah. them. And in some ways that's nice because at Disney, uh, there are so many strollers and um, that often the cast members that are assigned to the stroller area, they will move your stroller. So you will put your stroller in one place and when you come back, it's not there. It's been located somewhere else and you have to go on a hunt for it actually. That doesn't happen at Universal. In, in fairness, I will say it's just like, it's because like, there's just a constant rush of people coming in with strollers. So, like, if you don't do that, it just becomes chaos. Yeah, the cast members have to organize those. Otherwise, it looks ugly and it's hard to find your take, stroller at the end of the day. Yeah, take a walk through the animation courtyard where uh, you're familiar with. Um, and it's just, it is literally that entire center of that courtyard is just probably like 150, 200 strollers at any given time. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it does come down to the etiquette. Uh, as JL was saying, whenever you're with your friends, they parked it in the actual stroller parking areas. Mm -hmm. And there are uh, a lot at Universal that if they're not marked, then all you have to do is ask the team member and they will point you right to it. But at Universal, I almost see the problem more than at Disney of guests just putting their strollers wherever. Right. Yeah. But that's because at Disney, they do have that extra cast member that's there specifically to park strollers. Right. How they don't shoot themselves is <laughs> beyond <Yeah>. me. But. <laughs> because you're only there for at most an hour, which is helpful. I, I will tell you this. I, I would imagine Universal, the attractions at Universal are probably more like the one I worked at. I've worked at uh, attractions that handle a lot of strollers at Disney, but I also worked at Expedition Everest, where most of the kids that are in strollers are not going to be the me, uh, meet the height requirement to go on that ride. And if we did have strollers uh, for families riding Expedition, uh, Expedition Everest, we just point them and say, line them up at the side of the road. We didn't yeah. have a cast member um, doing that, and it, it worked out fine. But that's when you have attractions that don't 
uh, cater to stroller aged children. Yeah. Well, I think we more or less answered your question, Kelly Potter. Uh, the, so girl the girl who lived. Basically, your stroller will be very welcome at Universal. Yes. Just don't leave valuable items on it. They will get stolen. Well, that's anywhere. Yeah, that that's not at, just a, that I didn't happens at Disney that's, too. Yeah. That's a common sense. I had something st- stolen out of my stroller um, at Disney, so it's not you know Universal exclusive there. Exactly. And uh, the next question also comes from Twitter, as I said, uh, Brenton Mortaliti. Brenton Mortaliti sounds uh, great. I'm I'm taking a shot in the dark. I hope I was right. Good he soup. said. Can anyone explain the separate Hogwarts castle tour line in Hogsmeade for me? Uh, Our friends over at the uh, unofficial Universal Orlando podcast helped answer the question. And now I'm going to go four steps further in a way. Okay. I think. So first off, before I get too far into it, we've all been in the castle tour line, right? Yeah. I know I've taken Dustin personally through it. I have a friend of mine worked there and he brought me through it. Or works there. He brought me through. Very cool. I went through it on a special tour once. Okay. Awesome. So we've all been through it. So we all know. Uh, The castle tour line was originally slated as being the line that they would use for express. Uh, Uh, Like so much to the point that at one point in time, there was one morning that we got brief glimpses of an actual express sign hanging up over the line. And then they had to rush to take it down before too many people actually saw it. So the whole idea of it was that it was designed for that. But then of course the ride had so many issues with uh, being accommodating to guests of all sizes that they still wanted to see the entire castle without having to wait in those 90 minute summer lines to walk around all through the queue. Uh, So they have this express line that isn't being used for express, but it can all of a sudden then be used for castle tours. So guests can still walk and see some of the actual castle and without having to go on the ride if they don't want to experience the ride. Exactly. Yeah. If they don't want to, they just have to walk into the dungeons in the actual castle, get to the dungeons where the lockers are, ask any of the team members in there for a castle tour. And it's a self-guided tour. You aren't going to have anyone walk with you unless they're feeling extra magical and have to maybe move to another position and can actually give you those little details throughout. But uh, it's a self-guided tour that takes you through first the, the B portrait gallery. You don't get to see the main one that guests see in the normal line, but you get to see the portrait gallery then go straight into Dumbledore's office, the Defense Against the Dark Arts, uh, lead into the Gryffindor Common Room, and then that's where you'll basically be getting out to exit. So you can still see a lot of the details in it, and it's something I highly recommend. Sometimes it can get backed up because, as JL said, you VIP tours will go through there. Mm-hmm. So if there's a tour guide's going through with a big group of guests, then that'll kind of back up your tour a little bit. But even Because they stop and they explain the things in the yes. line. It's not just a constant flow. Well, and that's the whole point of taking the castle tour is to actually have that extra time too. Maybe you waited in the regular line, but the line was constantly moving. You didn't get to see those those little unique shows in each of the rooms. Now you can take the castle tour after and actually spend time looking at everything and hearing everything and Besides the VIP tours, uh, it's also used for uh, any guests that would have uh, any of the accessibility passes. So that way they can get through there easier. Uh, The elevators are kind of connected to those uh, 
that express line as well too so that line's used for a lot of things castle tours vips accessibility um but definitely check it out if you've never gone through the castle tour line before it's a uh, it's a great addition something that would be great uh as well as on gringotts which you kind of can if you ask the team members over at gringotts if you can walk in to just look at the first uh the first the bank room yes the, like main lobby exactly you can walk in and see at that point but then they don't let you go past that because then they think you're going to get on the ride itself but castle tour use it Do don't it. abuse it and uh it's worthwhile we won't lose it the the, the um the castle the queue is so detailed um it's part of the experience yeah. so and it's something they could they could have easily added express at this point and finally turned it into that um but the castle tours are actually so popular that it would be a shame to do it. And that's almost what expired our segment that's coming up in just a little bit on Universal Express. Uh, but yeah, that was the question. Thank you, Brenton. And uh, Brenton. No more housekeeping for anyone? No? Nope. Never, Mm-mm. ever, ever. So I guess that's going to do it for housekeeping then and with that we will jump straight into the buzz of this week and uh let's start off with the first story that happened on tuesday uh the incredible hulk roller coaster had a pretty big televised news evacuation we heard about it all the way in california I know, which was... I, was, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> well, yeah, God, God knows you don't pay attention to anything, Rhino. <laughs> you just... Darn. It was, t- it was Tuesday? No, I was too, like, focused on my flight. Yeah, I didn't care r- about the rest of the world. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? It's a good thing the rest of the world doesn't care about you. So <laughs> oh, snap! I'll just throw that out there. So, around a dozen riders uh, that were on the Incredible Hulk coaster on Tuesday evening had to be evacuated by firemen, uh... Basically, a glitch mm. happened on the roller coaster. Yes, Rhino, I get it. You <laughs> like firemen. It's not a surprise. That was great. So the guests were stuck uh, in their position. The ones that had to be rescued by firemen were they were there for about forty minutes in a uh, a staggering fifteen feet off the ground. Yeah. I know. I, Brace yourselves. So do you know where in the loop it was stopped? Like if they were fifteen. Okay, feet first off don't the ground, say the loop. That would uh, make yeah, it sound like they, they were upside down. down. Yeah. No, they were stopped on Was it I right believe, before they depart? It was the these the group that was stuck was at the last breaking section before it would go into the station. So that they I could understand. get off the ride. Oh okay. So like in the back part, not near the water. No, not near the water. Okay. At all. So uh, they basically had finished the ride, right? Yeah. Oh, they just had one more well, little good. section before they would uh, be able to go back into the station. And I heard a little bit more detail on what exactly happened. I'm not going to go into it because I don't know how. Yeah, hearsay and whatnot. Well, I, I know the exact details, but I don't want to get anyone in trouble that I heard it from. Mm. So I'm just going to stay off oh. the record from what actually happened. So the we're just sticking is, with there was a glitch. Yeah, there was a glitch. Well, the, and well, that's what was going to lead into the bigger discussion on 
we have at least Dustin and I who have both worked at roller coasters mm-hmm. here before. Uh, Rhino, I, it's, worked... it was uh, the Backlot Tour and Vice yeah, yeah, it was it was not like a coaster, but I've had situations where there's been e stop yes. situations. Yeah, then you experienced as well as all of us, the three of us experienced a nice e stop situation. The e stop on our yes. tram yes. tour, yeah. on our studio tram tour, when that <clears throat> chick jumped over the side of the tram to go pee. No, on no, the... no, no. Oh. Two different <laughs> time. Now oh. you're going to make it sound like she jumped over. Yeah, in the he's middle. talking about in Kong when when the ride started and somebody's like Transformers cup fell out. Oh yeah, because yeah. we did have two experiences where our tram. It was a very yeah. dramatic tram yeah. tour. It Jeez. was. Uh, but back to the halt. <laughs> uh, it took about thirty minutes to get everyone off. No one was injured. It was. It all went fine. It didn't reopen 30. again. Thirty minutes. Fifty, wasn't it? Four or forty? Forty minutes. Fifteen feet in the air. Forty minutes. They were stuck for about 40 minutes, okay. and then the evacuation process took about 30 minutes yeah. after that. Okay. 15 feet in the air. Let's start writing down our numbers. Just <laughs> uh, kidding. Uh, and 16, 15. What was it? I was oh, going to say the lost Why are we I'm still sorry. On Go this. ahead. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, the ride didn't reopen that night. It reopened Wednesday morning. No issues. So all good news for the Hulk. But... This is the second time now in, well, third time, actually, because it also happened again in December. Uh, There was a big news report in December about Gringotts having to get evacuated. And then, of course, the big one that we have to bring up was last year, whenever that big fuss was made about Rip Ride Rocket getting stuck. I mean, granted, it was at the top of the first hill. That's a little, yeah, it was that's in the a worst little bit position. more dramatic. Well, no, the worst position could have been if it valleyed and was stuck at a place where there wasn't any stairs or breaking points but at they, all. Weren't they like leaning back when they got stuck because they weren't over the hill yet or something? A little bit, yeah, but I, I, I would still have think it could have stopped at worse places than that. Okay. I don't know. I've never ridden the ride, so. Uh, for me, if any ride would ever get stuck in a valley position, and for those who don't know, valley is whenever you're at in between a breaking section or any block section so you're just kind of swinging there's no stairs nowhere to get off all they can do is bring a cherry picker up to pull you off dustin from from what i understand about roller coasters and having uh evacuated roller coasters a couple roller coasters in my day is that it's near impossible for it to uh, a roller coaster to be stuck in a valley position because these are gravity roller coasters and they will finish out what they started until they hit a safety break zone. And from what I understand, from yeah. what I, at least when I worked at Expedition, it was this way. You were going to ride through whatever you're going to ride through until you hit a break zone. There was no brakes inside of the car that were just going to stop all of a sudden. Oh, okay. You know? That's oh, yeah. No, there's, there's no brakes that do that. But if, let's say you're going on Rip Ride Rocket and a goat just happens to wander on the middle of the track. Okay. I don't know why I threw out goat, yeah. but if the goat it's gonna eat the is goat? just standing there, you let's say a cow. Cups? A cow's got a little bit more uh, heft to it. Yeah. So let's say it hits the cow the and it can't make it to that next breaking point and then it'll uh-huh. just kind of go back and forth and back and forth. Oh, gotcha. That's that's where I was going out with it. Cool. But So that I think that's the scariest type of evacuation yeah. that could ever happen. This one... Uh, only about three rows were hanging off the breaking point, and that's why firefighters had to be called in, because they couldn't be safely taken off by team members. The rest of them were 
helped from my understanding by the team members and everything was okay. But in their attempts to try to get the train to go into the station, things went a little wonky and that's why firefighters had to end up being called in. But the fact that it got this much media attention for riders stuck 15 feet off the ground, if they would have fell, they would have been fine at 15 feet unless someone was holding a baby. I was like, all it takes is 10 feet. It's true. That's all it takes is 10 feet. Rhino has spoken. I learned that. Hello, has no one seen The Dark Knight? That's what he says when he drops, goes to drop the guy. Well, I'm glad that all of your uh, health and physics information is based off The Dark Knight. Batman. Night. I actually, I don't think that's where I learned that, but he does say something about that in that movie. But he just says, this isn't far enough to kill me. And he's like, I know. And he drops him. Well, in terms of our news story, at no point was anyone in any real no. danger. Yeah. But it, I think the media really needs, to, and it doesn't help that we're also sensationalizing this right now. Yeah, but with the dark night, but we're trying to cut down on the sensationalization of it. Is, it it I happens. Just make up a new word. Probably you. I you do. usually do. You usually average about one new word an episode. That's fantastic. Here, here's the deal. These these cast members are trained to do this. There are procedures in place to do this and to to do it efficiently and to do it safely. Um, if, if Universal is anything like Disney, and I imagine they are. And in, in circumstances of uh, difficult evacuations, yes, they call the fire department because they have special equipment. Um, even if somebody is stuck in an accessible uh, break zone where it's you're level with the ground and everything, if somebody is, uh, tr- travels in a wheelchair, they have to call the fire department because uh, unless the family is able themselves to, to assist their family member who needs a wheelchair, they have to call the fire department. So there's all these safety regulations in place already. At, at no point when you get on these roller coasters, unless the harness fails and you go flying out of the roller coaster... <laughs> You're safe. It's just simple as that. You are safe, and the uh, they wouldn't design a roller coaster that they couldn't evacuate you off of. And they just wouldn't. If it's like at Disney too, then they're definitely partnered with the fire department already yep. in in all that. Because you know that Reedy Creek is always included in whatever evacuations that Disney has to do. Because and then it's just because in those rare instances, there's sometimes where it's like what you said, Dustin, when the cast member can't perform it they just need the extra help that's all exactly and that's that's the final word i'm uh putting the nail in the coffin on this buzz item and we're gonna move into the next one which was all the buzz yesterday and then a little bit today again uh but metal detectors were being tested at hollywood rip ride rocket so uh yesterday morning uh people showed up to hollywood rip ride rocket and there were three metal detectors out front at the main entrance and uh of course they were being used to try to stop loose articles from coming onto the ride um the whole issues with loose articles i mean loose articles have never been allowed on these roller coasters technically now they provide those free lockers for you to store your stuff in during the duration of your time that you're on in line and on the ride and that's the reason for it yeah and but people still sometimes Oh, yeah. And I mean, with stuff in their pockets, I think we're all guilty of it, wanting to go on these rides with our phones in our pockets and see any need in putting my phone or my keys in a locker personally. But I understand why Universal has to. Yeah. And I mean, it's been in the maps for as long as I've ever looked at their maps. And uh, this all kind of took a serious note back in uh, 2011. 2011, Yeah. A couple of years ago, whenever uh, two people were injured on the uh the dragon challenge by loose objects uh 
some sources say that they were the guests who had the loose objects were actually trying to injure other people with them and other stories say you know just stuff fell out i'm sure universal would rather say that stuff just kind of fell out on accident that's why we can't have loose yeah. articles uh for all i i bet that the the little kids on there were doing it on purpose what little exactly jerks. happened do you yeah, know i think it was just like some change in somebody's pocket came out and hit somebody on in the, the face do- or something yeah it's yeah. uh they're a man lost an eye i'll just okay i thought there was something to do with not eye. not during the ride but the injury caused him to have to lose the eye so a- after that you know loose articles trying to stop them became a, a more strict procedure and then it even escalated uh, just changed, a few months back and they changed the launching of the actual ride itself oh yeah just skipped over myself yeah they they stopped the dueling on dragon challenge just because of that to definitely stop it and then uh, things got even more serious just a couple months ago on the hulk and dragon challenge and rip ride rocket and that team members were now allowed to actually ask the guests if they had anything in their pockets and to check them just to make sure that they weren't going on with anything. That has happened to me, and it's always a bit awkward. You know, you put your stuff in the locker, and then you go to go through the ride, and then you're questioned even further. You feel like you're going through TSA at the the airport. It's kind of, I mean... At least they don't pat you down. (laughs) Not yet, anyway. Well, and then the next step in all this is... uh, the metal detectors that appeared outside of Rip Ride Rocket, they were outside for just a few hours yesterday. Uh, I want to say total time was around four hours that they were actually out there. So this was just a test. It was a test, and then they're being tested again today. And uh, from what I'm hearing, it's going to be tested at least one more day before they try to completely definitively. Some I, I read one place that said that they were definitely going to be uh, put at the major roller coasters. Now, yes. now, Craig, were these like the big, like door frame metal detectors, or were they the wands? They were the big door frame ones. Okay. Uh, someone reported wands being in there, but then that was quickly shot down by Universal. Um, but the source, I'm seeing sources that say they are definitely going to be put in there. But everything I'm hearing from the park, not PR and stuff, is they had no idea that this was ever going to happen. So at least from where my information's coming, there's some sort of disconnect, but it's all, it's very possible that these could be put in tomorrow and stay for good at rip ride rocket and in the Hulk. But for at least dragon challenge, that's going to go through a long process because you can't just put metal detectors in there and try to say oh these are uh, harry potter's magical metal detectors or anything <laughs> jk rowling isn't gonna let anything like that just be put in they're gonna have to be worked in theming wise somehow what's and that what's that charm that recognizes if you have charms placed on you or something i don't know it's when you when you walk through the uh yeah uh, oh it's in the bank when you yeah, walk the, through the, it yeah. was the water maybe this will be where the wands come into play a different kind of wand i mean there's <laughs> there's lots of ways around it but in terms of it being implemented anytime soon, I, I can't believe it will be. But you already kind of said about the whole being asked again to I mean, check out your pockets tra- that you felt like TSA. Yeah, it's not a tragic situation. It's just awkward, a little uncomfortable. I, you know, I felt a little bit accosted minorly. I mean, it wasn't a, like I said, it was nothing dramatic. I certainly complied. But there was a part of me that just kind of went, oh, and um. 
you know, if this becomes very commonplace, I guess you wonder what's the effect of it going to be on the the queues, the wait times, if it's going to make the lines longer. Or maybe it won't, you know. I I have no idea, but So you had a problem with them asking you if you would take if you would empty your pockets, but do you have a problem with the actual metal detectors? No, I actually would prefer that, I think. Okay. It's a little bit less confrontational. Does that make sense? I absolutely agree. Yeah, I, I think that like some of these th- things like Dragon Challenge, they were they were designed a certain way, and it just takes like that one person to kind of do the thing that nobody expected anybody to do, and then they're like, we've got to add a new safety measure here, and then it happens again, and then there's a new safety measure. So for me, I'm just like, as long as it just means people are going through the ride safely, because it just takes one uh, idiot to you know, that guy lost his eye because somebody was an idiot and that guy didn't do anything wrong, probably, you know? So yeah. it's just, I don't want to be that guy who loses an eye because some, well, I mean, person. it could be, no, <laughs> I agree. I mean, I actually have had here. that thought at times. It's one of the reasons why I put my stuff in the locker because I, I don't even think so much for myself, but like when I take my kids on these rides, yeah. the idea of something coming out of my pockets and hitting my children in the face, like that well, nothing strikes the, uh, terror into a mother's heart like that. Yeah, type but you of also, idea. you also take this risk every single day when you drive on the road, it's no different. You know, you can be the safest driver you can possibly be. Yeah. Somebody runs through a red light and slam, you know, and so I don't know what my point is. It's absolutely (laughs) true. But for some reason, we always feel like we have a little bit more control of that situation. When you're strapped in, harnessed into a roller coaster, there's no No. you're just at the mercy of the roller coaster and whatever happens to happen. It's just it's just extra precaution. That's all. That's that's all I feel about it. It's putting your if you want to use that driving thing, it's putting your seatbelt on. So when that person does hit you, maybe you live a little bit longer. Yeah, Yeah, I wear goggles. (laughs) (laughs) Those big old fashioned motorcycle goggles. Well, whenever we were out in Hollywood, uh, whenever we went to ride the mummy, we could have brought all of the stuff we actually had with us right on the ride, but I made all of us put our stuff in a locker. Well, the mummy did have a little pouch on like this mummy here. Yeah. Yeah. And it could have been, and, but that's like where I come from, at least put your stuff in a locker every single time they are, except for the water rides, because you technically don't need to put them in a locker. All of the roller coasters or rides without, uh, without a place to actually put your items. will give you that free locker. That is good for the time you're going to be waiting in the ride. Plus the time you're on the ride. Plus, usually a little bit of buffer time for you to get off the ride and go look at your attraction pictures or whatever. If you got lost looking for little Susie and Uncle Harry. And even if you still show up and you get charged for your locker, all you have to do is go and talk to them. And usually they will just open it up for you right away and say, "Okay, next time, make sure you're back on time. And just don't don't lie to them i just find it freeing anyways once they give you the free locker it's nice to be in the queue for like 20 minutes without anything in your pocket or a bag on your thing and you just get to sit and enjoy the ride it's true i think the main uh problem that people have you know the maybe the main reason why it's skipped is it just it just takes more time you have to wait in a line to get to the thing to give it your fingerprint to get assigned a locker to put everything in and then you get in the line i think most people just want to get on the ride and go um, and then, you know, you have to wait in the line when you get off to put in your fingerprint in it and get stuff out of your locker. Um, not a good reason, but I think that's maybe what the temptation is, yep. is there's that loss of time. And especially when you're in a theme park, you've always got that clock ticking. You know, you're wanting to make the most of your time. You're wanting to get as much done as you can with the time that you're given. And sometimes 
I would think the temptation is to skip the locker because that's, you know, five, seven minutes of your life gone. That's true. But uh, and I also hear criticism from the lockers that, oh, my fingerprint never works. I can't get my stuff out of there. Uh, You can always bypass that and just put in a number code if you don't want to actually put in your uh, your fingerprint for that. Or if you're one of those people who thinks the government's going to take that and uh, Obama and all that stuff. But, (laughs) you know, you know why these metal detectors are going in? Obama. Obama. sound like my mother all right reel it in come on so there are ways around that just put your stuff in if you especially if you're in a group use that time that your cell phone is in a locker to actually talk to the people around you and interact with your families because that's that's the whole point of these vacations anyway please don't yeah don't chant not talking about anyone in particular just uh just in general just in general don't chant talk to family Put your stuff in lockers and uh, metal detectors one day might not be necessary. Uh, so with that, we are going to jump out of the buzz because it was a pretty weak week in the buzz. We're no longer buzzing. So that brings us into the always pointless mid-show shuffle. Uh, and this is going to be a very brief one because I know we've maybe made one or two references to it in the past. Don't have a lot of opinions on it, but Easter's coming up uh, in uh not this weekend, but the weekend after. For for those of you who celebrate that holiday, uh, we're also going to tell you how to celebrate that holiday at Universal, too. And the easiest way to do that is by taking part in the characters of the movie Hop. You know, the successful movie. The Hop. very successful the Universal. Universal will not let it go. <laughs> and Illumination Entertainment. Yeah, so uh, for those who don't know the the plot of the movie Hop. Which is I figured, probably most of you. Yeah, I, I watched the movie. I still didn't know the plot. <laughs> and I didn't actively watch the movie. It was yeah. on TBS one day, I promise. I, I didn't watch it on purpose. I only know he poops out jelly beans. That's the one scene of that movie I've seen. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Well, for the past 4,000 years, the Easter Bunny has brought joy and candy to kids all across the globe. Okay. However, the time has come for a new Easter Bunny to take over the tradition. Yeah. But while E.B., is the next in line to receive the official title, he couldn't care less about becoming the official bearer of chocolate eggs and jelly beans. Escaping to Hollywood in a bid to find fame and fortune, E.B. hops in front of an oncoming car driven by Fred, who agrees to give him a place to recover until he's healthy enough to hop along home. Now the harder Fred struggles to stop his furry new companion from sending his life into a tailspin, the more satisfaction he begins to get out of his newfound responsibility. With a little luck and a whole lot of patience, Fred just might become the man who saved Easter for everyone. Sounds like a nail biter. That was taken from Rotten Tomatoes. I did not write that synopsis myself. (laughs) I was going to say, your Uh, logline writing skills are beautiful. (laughs) Thank you, yes. Thank you, thank you. So... If you've seen the movie Hop, if you could sit through it and actually stand it and you said, hey, I'm going over Easter time. How can I get my Easter fill while I'm at uh, Universal? Unfortunately, the Hop characters have quite a bit of a presence there. An unnecessary presence, but still a presence, none the least. It's the one time a year it actually fits in, though. The one several, like, couple of days where, like, that little piece in the parade makes sense. And even if you don't like the movie, it's still a picture with the Easter Bunny, whatever. Yeah, so they they come out as part of the the Universal Superstars Parade, and they have their own float uh, during that mishmash of 
characters parade that happens every day. And then they are also one of the floats that will come out briefly in the Hollywood section of the park and dance around real quickly and Mm. pose for pictures. And, uh, that's that's the best way to get your Easter on at Universal with Hop. And, you know, it is a Universal movie, so if, if you feel so inclined to go out and watch it, I hope that that synopsis really sold you on uh, how great it is. Harkening back to a past episode, do we need to watch the movie in order to appreciate the Easter presence of these hopping bunnies? I think you'd appreciate it less if you watched the movie. <laughs> You would push for it to get out of the park instantly. This isn't the movie where he plays drums, is it? Yeah, that's why I was doing this with my hands when you... I I realized I was doing that, but didn't explain that he's a drummer. So, like, he comes out drumming on stuff. I just kept doing that. It's just so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Brand plays the the bunny. Yeah, Russell Brand and then James Marsden and Kaylee... How do you say We all seem so confused by this part. Yeah, Coming anyway. to Universal every day, but for Easter But especially on Easter. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Two words oh in the episode. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Why can't I speak? <laughs> Exacu. <laughs> Whatever that word was. Exacu. Exacu. Maybe it's just whenever I start to say exact, something weird comes out with it. Uh, let's move on to exactly. our spotlight on the universe and this week we are putting the spotlight on express universal express passes so uh as we talked about during housekeeping we kind of got into a little bit on how harry potter and the forbidden journey was supposed to have that that express line which never really has come into play Uh, a good amount of attractions do have express passes and uh if you can if you come from disney then you hear the term fast pass thrown around quite a bit. I think anyone who's been to Disney once or is even planning the trip to go to Disney knows fast pass. And if you ever go to universal and you're walking around, chances are you're going to hear the word fast pass a million times because people can't really disassociate the two parks. Or if you're working at Disney, you hear fast track yeah, <laughs> or test pass. Oh, how do you, how confusing do you think that was working at test track when you have people come up? Is this yeah. the fast track? What are you talking? Do you want the fast pass or the test track? I want the fast track. Right. You're you're dumb. So Universal does not have Fast Pass, much to the dismay of everyone. They have Universal Express Pass, which for those of you who know nothing about it, it is a paid service to get you to the front of the line quicker. So also known in some regards as a front of the line pass. Uh, so right away, people say, oh, why should I have to pay for something that should be free? And uh, I don't. Why isn't this be. equal? What? Uh, never mind. Go on. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you're just, like you're opening really up a can of worms here. I, I, there. I, I feel like because you have to pay for it here, it it is le- it it does not increase the wait time for standby guests quite as much as the over bloated fast pass oh, yeah. at Disney. I, okay. And, and I think they've reeled it in a little bit with my magic plus versus like before with those paper ones, you could just go crazy, but, um, Oh no, I think, uh, I think that's not to get on that, but that's the us. exact opposite. Yeah. Oh, is it really? Fast pass yeah. plus has it's bloated the lines yes, even more. It's terrible. Oh, I thought you meant, I thought you were going to say the express bloated the line. No, we're just saying you're wrong. Yeah. yeah we're, we're just saying you're wrong. completely, you're, you're right. trying to be a part of the group and, uh, I'll you're just, just not here. fitting in. <laughs> Missing the mark. <laughs> no. So express, uh, 
I'll just go over some of the numbers game right now. Uh, we'll start off with the best one that you could uh, ever pick, and that is by staying at Portofino, Royal Pacific, or Hard Rock Hotel. Right away, you get your express passes for free. Is it only that? Is it only those? Yeah, it's, only it's those? not Cabana Bay. Oh, yeah, Cabana Bay, and then uh, the upcoming uh, hotel, Sapphire Falls, Sapphire. will not have uh, express passes uh, just because Universal unlike Disney, realizes that they can't just oversaturate the market on how many people have Express. Okay, good. So that was, I wasn't the Yes, you were. Okay. It it was all coming together there. Yeah, Universal doesn't want everyone to have Express because as soon as everyone has Express... And it's not Express anymore. Yeah, it it diminishes the complete value for it. So that's why all, as far as the hotels go, only the deluxe hotel accommodations have it. Um, Okay. And... It's not like whenever you check in, and back in the old days, you could use your hotel key card for Express whenever you get it. Now, they have to go through a process where at your hotel, there will be a place where you can get your picture and that prints out your Express card. That Dustin? is the, the, the one thing that I think Disney and Universal could not be more opposite about in this in the in the current state of things is whereas Disney you can put everything on your Magic Band, you, when you go to Universal and you have Express Pass and you have your room key, you have a million different credentials that you have to bring around <laughs> with you for, and then if you get the meal plan, you, you have, have to have twenty five like, cards oh yeah. in your yeah. pocket. Yeah, it can get absolutely ridiculous. That's my only gripe with Express Pass. It's like fleeing the borders of a country with (laughs) paperwork, sir. Well, it it can get better because you can buy your park tickets with Express already attached onto it. So then you only need one ticket for your park. uh, For your, you only need one ticket for your park pass as well as your Express Pass, and that's. That's nice and all. Uh, and then, God forbid, you go to Halloween Horror Nights with the Halloween <laughs> Frequent Fear Pass or okay. whatever it is, the Express Pass there. Let's, oh, my gosh. So many tickets. Let, let's keep it cool on how many tickets. Uh, we don't want to scare away people from using this fantastic service. No, because, yeah, because I want to talk about how we used it in Hollywood. So let's move along. We'll talk a little bit okay. about that. Uh, so then if you just want to have the one-use Express Passes, which will uh, give you every ride that has Express. You'll be able to go through the Express line once uh, for a two-park pass that will be good at both parks. It's going to start out at at least thirty nine ninety nine, uh, and then if you only want it for one park, it's going to start out at about thirty four ninety nine. Um, if you want unlimited Express at both parks, it'll start at fifty nine ninety nine, and if you want it only one park, it'll start at forty nine ninety nine. And whenever I say start at I mean, that's what you're going to pay if you go in off-season. If you go in the middle of summer, you are not going to be paying these somewhat reasonable prices for Express. You're going to be paying... Through your nose. Yes, uh, which is sad, but that's how it works. If you want to get through those lines at the most busiest times, and you want to make sure you get everything done, especially if you're only there for a day or two, if you want to guarantee it, you're going to pay that extra money for it. And I hate to say it, but like that works because it keeps the number that of people that are, they're going to allow to buy it down. Yeah. I don't don't Mm -hmm. know. Right. Supply and demand. Yeah. Like I'm not saying like, Oh, you've already paid this much money. You might as well pay more, but I'm just, I I like that. It's a controlled program. It is. And 
then there's one other way to get Express, and that's if you are the highest tier of annual pass holder, the premier pass holder, you will actually get free Express after 4 o'clock p.m., right, with your premier pass. Oh, so, a friend of mine just got that, yeah. Yeah, it's great because that pass has no blockout dates, too. So if you're coming in the summer, you know, you're paying 400 dollars to get that pass. But then if you go in the summer, whenever it's still busy, right at that 4 or 5 o'clock time period... You have free express right away, and you're zipping through some of the lines. Yeah, that's good. It's very good, and uh, so, and that's and that just comes along with that pass. Yeah, There's yep. no extra that's the, charge. That's the that's the valet pass. So you get the valet, the water bottles, the Halloween Horror Nights. Like, yeah, you you a, pay a lot more for that pass, but you get a you good get amount a out of it. Yeah. Um, so then going into this too, talk about the attractions that don't have express because sometimes people blindly buy into this without knowing the full details. Uh, so Harry Potter and the escape from green glots, no express. Don't expect it to happen anytime soon. If ever, uh, same, we already talked about Harry Potter and the forbidden journey. Doesn't have it. Don't expect it anytime soon. Uh, Hogwarts express doesn't have it. Don't expect it anytime soon. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that Universal has faith in those attractions. That um, that we know these attractions are just going to be busy, busy, busy. And we want that standby line to go as fast as possible so we can get as many people through mm-hmm. as possible. I, I like, it makes it fair for everyone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, I think that goes a little bit back to Rhino's concern. You know, the equal opportunist over there on the right-hand side of the room. Mm-hmm. But... Um, you know, I've, it does make you feel like Universal actually, you know, still cares about all of its guests, regardless of who's paying what. Uh, it'll give you a leg up in the areas where maybe it's not going to um, hurt the others and their guest experience so much, but give the ones that are willing to pay a little bit of a leg up. And, yeah. and, and what's nice, though, is these two, Escape from Gringotts and Forbidden Journey, those still have single rider lines. So there is exactly. a, there is a way to move through the line faster. That's mm-hmm. a great point. Um also, Ollivander's does not have Express, but technically Ollivander's is a shopping experience that can also include a show if you want to. So that's why it doesn't have it. And then uh, Tyrannodon Flyers, that does not have Express. Because you don't need it. <laughs> well, actually, no. Those The lines at that attraction get really ridiculously high, oh, especially in the summertime, um, just because it is so slow loading. Everything about that ride moves slow, and then once everyone gets up into line, then they find out, oh, you're actually too tall to ride this ride. You just wasted all of your time. (laughs) So you don't need an express pass, but you do need a small child. Yeah. So there's a lot of caveats with that. But those are the attractions that don't have it, so don't plan on ever using it. However, you can still, with some great planning, you can actually make your day really great with the use of express and then hitting those other attractions at the right times. Yeah. Like obviously you want a rope drop Harry Potter and the Fibbitten journey, or you're going to wait until like right at, before park closes. And then you're going to jump in line then whenever it's at their two shortest, uh, same for Gringotts. You either go first thing in the morning or you wait until the end of the day or single you're rider. Get, That's or, or yeah. single rider. And you'll probably wait like, I think like 20 minutes maybe in single rider. It's not that bad. I think that after a certain, once the single rider line becomes past a certain wait time, I think they close it off actually too. Yeah. I mean, eventually they have to corral those single rider lines. Uh, They can't just let them get completely out of control, but as long as you plan your day really well with express, you can get everything done. Um, 
but with express and another question comes in what time of the year should you actually use this uh i know people and i'm not talking if you have hotels if you're staying on property and you want to stay on property not just because of express use your express pass all the time yeah, yeah. why not it's take advantage of it, yeah. it if you're thinking about maybe i should book a night on property just to get express if it's in a busy time of year, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or if it's that situation where you're saying, I only have one day to get everything done, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. and well, that's also a consideration if you're wanting to stay on property as far as which hotel you stay at. Because if you stay at Cabana Beach, love the resort. It's amazing. Cabana but Baby Tree Resort. Right. Cabana Baby Tree Resort. Um, you don't get the Express Pass. But if you're going to, if you're going to purchase the Express Pass anyway... And it's really to your benefit to stay at one of the other hotels where the Express Pass just comes with it. Let me ask you a question, Craig. They don't they don't give you a discount on Express if you're staying at Cabana Bay or Sapphire Falls, do they? No. no. That seems you'd think they would at least throw yeah. you a bone there. Like twenty percent off or something. Well, I'm surprised they don't do that. They don't, but here's the situation. Depending on what time of year it is and how many people are in your group. If the price per night of Cabana Bay, let's say, is one fifty nine and you can get uh you can get into Royal Pacific for like two thirty nine, and you have four people in your family. It would cost more money to stay at Cabana Bay and add on four express passes mm. than it would to just upgrade to Royal Pacific. Yeah, Something right. you don't really think about all the time, but you, but you can get these deals. <laughs> yeah, if as long as you're smart. I know people would want to say, well, Cabana Bay is the cheapest. That's why I can afford Express. That's not always the case. You can sometimes get great deals on those other rooms Mm -hmm. as long as you're smart. And also, if you work with a travel agent who's going to make sure you get the best bang for your buck. Dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. But uh, I also was going to say, I think certain times of the year, maybe they don't do it all the time. But after a certain point in the day, the passes go down in price, too. They used to do it. I don't know if they yeah, still they, do that, but it used to go down to like 20 bucks after like three or four or something. Yeah, and they still, they can change, these prices can change daily and yeah. they can go up during the day if they, all of a sudden people are buying them left and right. They can, they have that right to just shoot that price up if they know it's in high demand and they can also lower it if they're not really selling their allotted amount. They have all the power that they have. But anyways, uh, the best time of year to use Express Obviously, summer. Summer. Totally. It's going to be expensive. I mean, you might be spending $400 on a family of four for Express uh, for both parks. But But you'll get the park done. Exactly. Um, Spring break, Mm -hmm. obviously. Uh, Holidays, every single one of them. Thanksgiving, Christmas. Mardi Gras, not always. Mardi Gras can be extremely busy or then if... You know, if it's not really someone good playing, then it's it's going to be a lighter day. Too, like the crowd is drawn toward the concert, so exactly. like you can hop on all those rides really quick if you don't really care where you're standing to watch the concert. Yeah, and uh, it it also depends on just how good of a planner you are. I've gone in the summer with my family. Uh, the first time I took them here, after going around the park so much, I figured out which rides we could go on when without needing to express it all because he didn't want to pay anything extra for it. So just wanted to hit everything. So you just got to be smart about going to the Wizarding World first thing in the morning. And then after that, heading over to Marvel, hitting that before it's done. And that's if you start at Islands. Um, but there are plenty of ways around it. And uh, Can I mention Hollywood briefly too? 
Yeah, we'll throw in Hollywood. Well, it, you that was my first experience actually having a um, express pass. And so, um, and never having been in that park before. I mean, we were able to experience the entire park um, really fast. And they were like, like what I think the mummy had like a 75 minute wait, 90 minute wait or something. And we waited like, I don't know, 10, 10 yeah. minutes, 15 minutes, maybe well, no, 10, probably. That was the whole point. I mean, we had one day yeah. to experience that park. We had to cover it. Mm-hmm. And if we would not have had express, we would we have would never, have. Yeah. we wouldn't have been able to get more than probably four or five things done just it because busy. of how busy it was on a Saturday during spring break mm-hmm. in California. I mean, yeah. It was hectic, and the same goes out here. Uh, of course, Express is worth it. I, Anyone who goes in with that attitude of, well, you know what, it's not free like FastPass, so I'm just going to ignore it, have have fun at the parks if you're going during a busy time because you're, you're not going to get a lot out of it, and then you're going to walk away from Universal saying, I, I hate Universal, it's just, it's just not Disney. One of the things that I really like about the Express Pass, I know that you are paying for it, but I feel like it affords you a lot more flexibility and yeah. freedom, whereas the Fast Pass system that you are restricted to a specific time and place, and you have to stay with that the Express Pass is a little bit more... You can just leisurely enjoy You your can day. do... Yeah. yeah, you can do it as it, you know, happens to happen. Well, you know? and if you even want... I forgot to fact check this before I went on, but the last time I was around, it was still relevant and working. Um, they also have a more planning type system of Express called the U-Bot. And that's a little device that you can kind of plan which attractions you want to go to and which order with your Express. And someone working will also have another U-Bot and you'll be able to match that up and then they'll be able to let you in through Express. Um, I know there's been, it's been on and off that they've actually used the program. It wasn't the hit that they were expecting it to be, which should have foreshadowed everything with my Disney experience and FastPass <laughs> Plus that it's just really doesn't always work out with people trying to plan their vacations ahead of time uh that far not even if it's far in advance even to the day sometimes you don't know what's going to happen a ride might break down things go funky it's it's weird to do all that express you're absolutely right jenny lynn it just offers you that opportunity to be spontaneous and still get things done quickly Mm -hmm. i can't say enough good things about it whereas universal dining plan avoid it like the plague (laughs) Uh, just it's a if you didn't if you didn't partake in the old one you've missed out just let it, you know, just eat whatever you want to eat. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> but Express, I, I believe it is our highest recommendation to yeah. actually take advantage of it and use it. And I think we all agree that we wish Disney World would adopt some form of this. Absolutely. Something. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I can't say it any better myself. So I think that's actually going to do it for this episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Uh, we will be back with you next week for another episode, hopefully with a 101 overview of all the resorts, just a really brief overview of all of them. But until then, we uh, will be back next time and uh, keep enjoying us. And (laughs) yeah, you're always so great with these closings. Goodbye. I'm bad at closings. Bye.